0: Welcome to a Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of a Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Adam Raz. Adam, uh, if you want to give everybody a bit of an intro to yourself and then we'll uh, jump into this.
1: Thanks for having me uh, on the show and hopefully you can add value to your listeners uh, I'm a multifamily and syndicator. Um, I started basically eight years back and uh, my background is in uh, electrical engineering, was 15 years so far. Yep. And my main focus was development project and dealing with municipalities and ministry of inter- uh, transportation. And because of my focus on, on transportation and all of that, I realized the potential of the power real, power of the real estate and investing on in it. So I started On the beginning, uh, on investing on Blackstone. And this is basically the passive investing trend in US. I liked the portfolios. The return was great. And then I told myself, why not starting by myself on a small multifamily? So I started in Canada, in Ontario, as a starting point for uh, all of investors, I think, from Canada. uh, And investing in duplexes and triplex uh, between Hamilton, Oshawa, and uh, Guelph. And uh, then I realized this is not working for me. This is not enough because the scaling is not enough. So in 2019, I had my first uh, syndication, relevant syndication, relevant to US size in Manitoba. And then for some reason, again, I didn't like the Canadian market returns. The syndication is not known enough on, in, 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 in Canada. So I started to work with. Again, passive investing on 2020 on uh, on US and Atlanta and uh, some of the Midwest states, and uh, my first deal on syndication was 2021, uh, hundred plus uh, project, and this was basically it. Uh, basically, it's a starting point for me was uh, Blackstone. Yep. <laughs> so
0: um, I, I already have a couple questions for you. So you started off with a bunch of like smaller Maltese in uh, Canada. Burlington, Hamilton, sort of area, I believe. Um, You keep that stuff or did you uh, unload it? Uh,
1: So far, I keep all of my properties I did in Solanus. Cool.
0: Um, And then now uh, you're talking about doing, you like, you built your own syndication. I did a syndication in 2021. um, And I know you're looking at doing more of these. Uh, what has changed in the market? Like is, is it, is it the same buying criteria? What do you, what's it looking like, uh, different from 2021 to 2023, where we're
1: at now? So uh, basically what's happened on the last five or six years was like, uh, we were on the top of the market uh, everyone has ability to make money. And now is the, the situation now is similar to what happened on the eighties and nineties recession. And, uh, the current uh, market now, we, we started only the recession, I think, a couple of months. We're not on the bottom yet. No one can have a crystal ball about when we're going to hit the bottom. Yeah. Uh, on the U.S. and the U.S. in general, uh, we're waiting for uh, the this the first uh, raise on this year by the Feds on February 1st. The second one will be, uh, I believe, in 21st of March. Yeah. So, based on uh, the expectation, uh, we see that the market is going to have another uh, 25-point base point on February and March. Uh, But still, we don't know what's going to happen and this is really going to formalize the market, uh, in my opinion. And uh, uh, I think 2023 is going to have a lot of opportunities for all of the active syndicators. For really particular reason, because what happened on the top of the market in 19 and 20, all of the syndicators trying to make money. And because of that, uh, they tried to have a bridge loans and um, mezzanine loans and uh, uh, interest only loans to make more profit and promise their passive investors more income. But the problem was that now that they ha- hitting the roof, they're interested with the- flexible or variable rate, it hit the roof and the potentially they're not going to be able to hold the property. So I see that uh, 2023 is going to have a little bit a uh, different markets than 2022. Uh, but yet, are we in the, head, at the bottom of the market? I don't believe. This is going to be, I think, uh, more um, shown on the next three, four months.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because even still, uh, there's still market indicators that are driving this uh you know, to say that they should be raising the interest rates, if they're trying to get the, the inflation down to certain levels. But uh, even still, once that even stops, uh, the market, you know, they stop doing the interest rate hikes, it still can take some time for people to adjust, right? People, um, that's not usually good enough. They, they, you know, people, I don't know what the term for it is, are a little sheepish, they're gonna, they're gonna wait until uh, other people are doing it until things are starting to go uh, a little bit better, right? Until they, they
1: see the results, instead of just seeing the indicators, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the issue about that, that so far as uh, inflation is, is still high, we're talking about 6.8% based on November uh, status. And I don't see the the Fed that is going to stop until it comes to the regular uh, percentage of 2, 2.5. And this is basically what happened, especially on the 90s, uh, which can drag the whole uh, real estate uh, business to 2 two and a half to two one and a half year recession uh, which we don't want to have it on, on on the us market but this is the reality about what's going to happen on the market i think on the next between 9 to uh, 18 months from now uh, and uh, this is basically what's driving even the prices down so you can see an actual uh, rise on, on the cap rate on all of the properties on on different states, so our focus as a company, we focus on the Midwest, especially uh, Ohio, Michigan, and uh, our main uh, market is Missouri. Uh, we see that the cab rate has been uh, already have we have an, like advancement on the the cab rate, and this is because of um, the rate, the interest rate, and this is basically what we need on 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 the upcoming months because we can. First for now we can say it's a buyer market, but not yet because the seller expectation is still high. And it's gonna come to point that both both ends have to come to realization about the price. Yeah.
0: And um, like I don't know, maybe I'll ask this as a question instead of stating me what I was thinking. But cap rates, as as cap rates are rising, what's that do to the price of the property?
1: It's going down. Exactly. So, so yeah.
0: And then on top of the the value of the property is going down, the interest rates are going up yeah. so what you're saying is that people are getting themselves into a pinch some of these people who uh, were a little uh, over promising on some of these uh, syndications that they've built so there should be coming up uh, an opportunity right in order to pick up these things at a at a good price right um I don't know if you know this side of it, but like what are the banks doing like are are they? panicking with this situation
1: or are they looking to offload these uh, to other investors? Like what's, what's their side of this? So uh, as I mentioned to you, the opportunity coming from whatever happened on 2019 and 2020 was where, where we went on the top of the market. What's going to happen is potentially is not for all of the syndicators. They're not going to have enough cash flow on their properties. they not going to able to meet with their passive investor, uh, cash flow monthly and potentially they're gonna have to rid of it and the lenders is gonna take over and oh, we name it as a distressed properties. So you can have a lot of these opportunities because the syndicator is not gonna able to meet with the requirement was uh, it's gonna be negative cash flow eventually. So the opportunity is gonna come from this point. Uh, if if you're talking about where is the opportunity is gonna come from, but about the lenders in general. What we see right now, because of the interest rate, uh, we see a lot of change of the rules on um, the LTV part or the loan-to-value part. So all of the syndicators on 2023 need to raise more capital, have more equity on their side, because right now we're talking about 60 to 55% LTV, which yeah. is dropping from uh, the heaven on 2022 and 21, where some of the deal was 70% LTV sometimes like dropping to 65, and some in other cases, maybe 75. And what we have right now is the reality is that the lender is not going to have more than 55% LTV, which is going to have more implication on the syndicator side to raise more capital or equity side in general.
0: Yeah. And uh, like, it's still fairly early in this, like how, if you're guessing,
1: right? Because we're not,
0: you know, we can't make that totally guess. How, how long do you think it's going to be until there's really a the, the lot of blood in the water, a lot of, op, like, the real opportunity is going to come? Is it is this something that we might see this summer? Is it something we're going to have to wait till this time next year to really get the great deals? Or should we, like, just be jumping at these now? When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. glensutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at glensutherland.com slash coaching.
1: Uh, Right now, I think the best... um... Okay, in my opinion... A lot of people doing mistakes of saying that i want to jump in right away and the mistake here is that these things are different and i think the best way to deal with the recession is to understand what's happened on the different cycles especially the 80s and 90s so uh, in my opinion uh, all of all of the matter is what's going to happen on the next two rays by the Feds, especially on the february 1st because all of the indication as i mentioned is going to be 25 points but if it's already fifty point, fifty base point, I think we're going to have a rough year this year. And just an indication when you have to jump to the market as a passive or active investor, in my opinion, the rule for myself is when you see an actual uh, little bit hike on the price of properties, yeah. a five or 3% from the last drop. So if, for example, uh, if the prices is uh, going down from 18 million to 17 million, 16 million, and you see a little bit of a bump on the price, like 16.2 or 16.5, then you can expect then that we hit the bottom of the market. This is my rule of thumb when you're dealing with a decision. Uh, but expectation, as I, as I mentioned to you, no one has a crystal ball, even the FEDs. If you, che- if you checked all of the different uh, institution, reports, uh, CPRE, um, all of them saying the same thing. Uh, we're waiting for February. Uh, we think we every all of the fundamental is getting better. For example, um, the, the prices of uh, different industries or the price to, to manufacture in different man, uh, industries has been sh- shifted to the better way. Uh, for example, the, the price of shipping from China now dropped from 19,000. On top, per shipping to almost $1,400 uh, per shipment, which is bringing back to the p- previous price before the, the COVID hit. Uh, so that's why I think Wall Street uh, betting on that we're going to slow down as uh, the market hopefully is going to slow down and going to the bottom by end of the year. But as this is going to be the case, I think all of what we're going to see is based on February 1st. Additional subject is that we don't see an actual problem on the, the employment market so far because the employment rate is really good; okay. uh, it's, it's the lowest on, on decades. So this is a different, uh, I think, uh, element of n- not slowing the, the inflation as the Fed needs. So this is, I think, this is a long, uh, the long uh, answer about what's going to happen on uh, twenty twenty
0: three. Awesome! I love this and. Uh you know, um, as you're underwriting these sort of things, right? Because um, I've heard about other people making, they've made mistakes in the past, right? I've heard about people using their CapEx funds, using their renovation budgets to actually pay for renovations, or sorry, pay for their financing, right? Uh, um, overages that are happening now. Um, how how would your underwriting be different in the future? Would it be like, you know, over-raising? Or would it be like planning your exit different? Or how, how would... Like what's your plan is to make this like a, a, a safe investment for other people to, to jump in on this?
1: Uh, I think the question here, uh, this is a good question, to be honest. Uh, right now, uh, usually when you are underwriting, you're using the last 12 intro, which is which is a 312 on yeah. writing the deal. Right now, because the interest rate and the actual market is, is, is a moving target, I think all of us now is approaching using the T3 and T6. Control, which is the last three and six months to have some sort of a better idea to more to be conservative more when you're dealing with your property. Because what's happened is from one year is not applicable anymore. No. Um, another thing is, as I mentioned, because uh, you, um, I think for passive investors, this is a good market to invest. Just a general statement here. Because as I mentioned to you, uh, Glenn, on the beginning, that because of what's happening on the recession and the interest rate, uh, the LTVs now became 55 to 50%. So the syndicator need to raise more money and raising more money and having more equity on the deal is better to be honest to the uh, passive investor because it's less risk. You're gonna have yeah. less risk. You're gonna be default on the property for any reason, even if there's a bad performance, that for bad. But uh, this is from the perspective of the passive investor. I think it's better because it's less risk because yeah. the syndicator has to raise more money. Uh, about uh, being more conservative, I think, uh, as I mentioned, um, all of us come to the cap rate, uh, uh, having a constant uh, cash flow for your investors. And this is another subject happening end of 2023, 2022, which is uh, on 2021, you can see easily uh, many, many deals uh, underwriting with uh, uh, um, IRR is about 20 and 22%. Whereas now um, we're underwriting on 50% for internal rate of return. And usually we had like even for the cash flow, like 9% and 10% in some cases. Right now, I think uh, the more valid uh, estimate is going to be on 7% uh, uh, cash on cash and uh, internal rate of return about 15%. Uh, again, another subject is a cabex especially on, on demanding markets on like uh, Florida or Texas, whereas the actual, especially if you're talking about asset classes like a B and C, especially the C class in states like Florida or Texas. Um, insurance too. Uh, so as as a, as a short answer, I think the, the short answer is going to be the rent rule. The long answer, you have to be more uh, conservative when you're, dealing with your passive investor um, a waterfall splats, uh, the returns, and also the price and all of come to the cabaret too. Awesome. So Adam, this was great stuff. I,
0: I actually love all of this. I love uh, hearing about, I love everyone's opinion on the, the recession because it's it's great, right? It, it's There's a lot to learn and I like to soak as much of it in there as I can right now. Um, before we go let's 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 talk about your company a little bit or a little bit about your podcast let's um maybe let's, let's bring it in so people understand uh, who you are um because we didn't you know you're very humble that you didn't even bring up the podcast right in the in the intro um so maybe we'll, we'll bring up your podcast and then we'll we'll go into your company and uh, we'll bring this out.
1: for sure thanks uh so uh, yeah so in 2020 we started the, our podcast and youtube a uh, podcast uh, about multifamily especially multifamily commercial spaces uh its name as uh, the greatest multifamily investment advice show it's a long as long one
0: uh
1: <laughs> our focus is mainly on on talking about syndication in general and fund and fund manager and all street in general uh talking about recessions and I, I like the show because we're bringing the value to the listeners about understanding especially uh uh, when you're starting on syndication from the passive side, you want to understand how you actually invest uh, professionally. And that's why I like bringing a lot of uh, uh, guests, yeah. how to uh, basically explain to newbies how to invest uh, passively on U.S. especially. And my opinion, U.S. is the best. I'm a Canadian. Yeah. But uh the potential on the U.S. market is really different. And again, I appreciate that you brought the subject of uh, podcast. Uh, about uh, our uh, company and our team, uh, we started our company last year on syndication in Missouri. Uh, our focus on more than multi-family. Uh, we started our deals there on uh, Kansas City and San Louis. Uh, to be honest, we love uh, the Midwest because the Midwest is the provide a lot of market fundamentals, good market fundamentals uh, and it's really good markets. One of them is the population, population growth, the rent growth. I think one of the main subjects about the Midwest is affordability on the US. It's one of the lost markets on the whole US market is still affordable compared yeah. to other markets like Texas, Austin, San Antonio, uh, Houston, all of this good market. I see a lot of potential uh, net migration to the States, but uh, especially we're heading to the recession. A uh, lot of this, uh, in my opinion, um, this properties is gonna have a problem, especially with the new development, because there's no enough uh, supply, demand, especially when, when we're heading, heading to the recession. That's why we love the Midwest, um, all of the market fundamentals there. And that's what we are doing now with our uh, company. And uh, yeah, this is basically what we're doing now. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. No. Uh, as you both well, for people who don't know, Adam might
0: have a call every single week, right? Um, so we both love Kansas City. I, you love St. Louis as well. Um, you know, lots of fundamentals there: the medical, the transportation. There's there's lots of things that go through there, right? Being in the middle of the U.S., right? Um, another thing about whenever I meet with Adam every week is he he's like he's great at suggesting lots of great books before we wrap this up. You want to drop a couple uh, hits for some people, maybe some, some things that they might want to pick up uh, before we let you go.
1: <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, I started the whole thing when I started to read about uh, King of Capital uh, the rise and fall of the Blackstone. Uh, one of the biggest private equity firm on the whole planet. And this was like a, a, a changing moment for myself to understanding how actually the business I'm coming, as I mentioned to you, I'm from the engineering background uh, and I was thinking that engineering is the best, but I changed my mind to be honest, after reading how the business work and how this company started to raise millions and millions of dollars based on their experience and how they provided a lot of values to their um, passive investors, like bringing 20 to 25% a year as a return. And uh, this is the first book I love, uh, like I recommend, King of Capital. The second one I think is more about uh, also the uh, private equity firms about, um, I think it's called uh, I put you on Barbar- Barbarians, Barbarians on the Gates. It's a okay. really old book, again, about private equity funds. And uh, the last one was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Handling Objection. And this is mainly, to be honest, for more like uh, active investors uh, dealing with um, passive investor objections in general. Um, And if you're in this business, uh, you have to add value, not to sell. And um, this is the main point for anyone, because if you want to stay on this business, or if you're on the passive side, whoever is talking to you, uh, you have to understand that he's not selling you something. He's providing you with opportunity. He's not selling you something. And this is basically what you have to learn as an active investor is to not sell. You actually have to provide uh, credibility. You have to provide uh, value. Otherwise, you're not going to stay on this market. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. Totally agree. My I, my podcast wouldn't have grown if I was just trying, looking to raise money, right? It, it's, about, <laughs> it's about sharing. It's about the community. Um, Adam, before we let you go, is there any contact information or anything you'd uh, like anyone to reach out to you to, to get a hold of you?
1: Thanks. Uh, for sure, uh, you can uh, find me on our YouTube channel at the um, the Greatest Multifamily Investment Advice Show. You can find me on LinkedIn, and you can shoot me at email. Shoot me an email at adam at trustcapital.ca.
0: Awesome. I'll put those uh, couple links in the show notes so people can find it a little easier and happen to try and type it all out. Um, but Adam uh as always love getting on the phone with you love having a, a quick chat um and i think that there is a ton of value for people who are, who are listening to this they can take away with so honestly i truly appreciate you coming on
1: the show thanks for having me today and i appreciate your time today